we've yelled at each other on Twitter a lot, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's... I, you know what? Honestly, I was going to make some joke about like that being half of all Twitter conversations, but it's really not. Like That that stereotype for Twitter is kind of just, eh, well, you get out of it what you put into it, really. Basically, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really angry t- people on Twitter that will start shit, but there's also you know a lot of really cool, funny, interesting people on Twitter, and as long as you don't like walk in and be like, hey, guess what? That political thing that you think is the dumbest fucking shit that's ever existed, you're not going to be like in that big for trouble. Right, right. Well, and I mean, also, you kind of know what you're getting into when you start conversations with people who frequently do that. And also when you start following them and filling your feed with that kind of shit, and then you exactly. know, just eventually it's just like, oh, hey, everything on Twitter is a hellscape because I've followed all the worst people. You know what else is a hellscape? <laughs> Glass. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> More like ass. Hey. <laughs> Hi, my name's Josh. I'm a student here in Nashville, and... uh the name is first name Mr. Dang it last up. name Josh. I was going to use that one. Uh, my name is Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author. And David Dunn do crap in this movie. <laughs> hey, good one, good one. All right. My name is Andreas. I work in operations here in Nashville. And I have an inappropriate relationship with a high schooler. And, and we're opinionated. opinionated. Wow. <laughs> I told you it was bad. <laughs> and tonight we watched Glass. Glass came out in 2019. It currently holds a 36 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's generous. About uh, right, honestly. It was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and, and it stars James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, and many others. One day I'll remember that I'm supposed including to do Sarah- this. <laughs> including Sarah Paulson. Who is who is Sarah Paulson? The... Uh, the s- quote unquote psychiatrist is she someone i should like know uh she's been in other things yeah she looks I mean, familiar that whole movie but i could not place her uh, okay security guard david dunn uses his supernatural abilities to track kevin wendell crumb a disturbed man who has 24 personalities that is not even close no that is the open that's the only interesting part of this movie actually to be fair now that i think about it but but that's still not an accurate representation of this movie at all. We are doing a first impression, so we that's do need true. to uh, remind people that we are not going to spoil the movie much. Uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> we're not not that fact. we're not going to spoil it much. The first part of this podcast is going to be completely spoiler-free. Uh, we're going to have a brief break in the middle, and then after that, we'll be coming through with our spoiler-filled thoughts. So if, for whatever reason, you decide to go see Glass, at least it won't be spoiled for you beforehand. <laughs> you won't be going to see it because I recommend it. I'll tell you that much. That's true. Um, but yeah, but if you are worried about spoilers, don't worry. We'll let you know before we get into our spoiler portion. You, you so hear the trailer. <laughs> that being said... I did want to say real quick, because you inspired me to look this up. I looked up a couple of his other movies on Rotten Tomatoes. This is, as far as I can tell, the third lowest rated one. The Happening being the lowest at, I think, 18%. Okay. Lady in the Water at 25%. Well, wait. Avatar beats this? What does Avatar The Last Airbender have? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not even going to count that. I'm not even looking at that. That's a feature-length movie. I do not care. It is definitely worse than this movie. It's not an original movie by him. Uh, Mmm... What is it? He wrote and directed it. What is it at? Yeah, but it's based off of something else. The Last Airbender uh, has a 4.1 on IMDb. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... Because, I mean, then we'd have to look at After Earth and uh, a whole guys... bunch of other... But anyway, no. Anyway, anyway. As, as far as his original movies that most people think of when they think of... Was After Earth not an original movie? 
Yeah, but most people don't really think of it as a We're not talking movie. about any of those other no, movies. Can the we? point I'm trying to get to is that, god damn, this is bad, but it's better than The Village, apparently, which you despise, Rick. I oh, mean, I disagree. I mean... The the twist in The Village was stupid, the, but I Glass would, is dumb. I would still say, like, The Village is a better movie. I just really yeah. don't like The Village. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, let's get into it. As you can tell... None of us liked this movie. At we, all. we went and watched it tonight. The theater was packed with a total of five people, <laughs> counting us. Actually, six. That word There's of mouth has others. gotten around. <laughs> Apparently. Well, and, okay, because I want to start off by saying that M. Night Shyamalan is not allowed to use words anymore. Because, daggum, he does not know how to use them appropriately. Because this man does not know how to write dialogue. All he knows... All he knows how to do is write bullet points of what he wants to happen in the script and then have his characters say them. Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> in this movie is expo- exposition. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you've seen Lady in the Water, he does this really annoying like meta story crap where like the, the they're they're actually discussing how stories work within the story of Lady in the Water. They do a little bit. They do that in this, but it's like sort of also comic book e-word using and yep. it's really 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 bad well like, let's, let's compare it to unbreakable because like you yeah. said andreas it's in unbreakable but yeah. i think it works in unbreakable it's tolerable in unbreakable Ish. because yeah. it kind of follows some stuff that makes sense and it's not like completely overbearing and not every character is doing it exactly just it's literally Samuel just, jackson is doing yeah it's just and glass it's mostly his in mom like a does a little scenes. bit his mom yeah. does a little bit but that kind of fits because she you know is into his stuff and it, it it feels like it's like she's heard him talking about this stuff and that's how she knows about yeah. it and it doesn't feel like everyone in the world knows this comic book bullcrap right. and is spouting it at every chance like it's just man and they the dialogue did it, in this they did a pretty horrible. decent job of it too and it made sense for glass in, unbra- in unbreakable in unbreakable yeah, yeah, yeah. not in this movie it. no no, no. <laughs> it uh still talking about unbreakable it's still it was a lot uh, better done and it made more sense because glass is a you know comic book connoisseur he mm-hmm. sells art from comic books and he has and... built his life around this yeah. idea that the world fits into these comic book ideas yeah. they're just it exaggerations makes sense that he would talk about things this way yeah. it does not make sense that uh psychiatrist lady in this movie would talk like that no and it, not even that david dunn's son like has, yeah. a, has a moment where he starts talking about it and it's just it's bad it's all of the dialogue in this movie essentially is really really bad it's 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 unbearable it's like, not written as dialogue it's it is yeah exactly it's no. just pretentious Expos- him saying Exposition. like hey guess what i'm gonna tell you exactly what i thought of thematically when i was doing this except it doesn't That's make any sense the thing that bugs me most i'd have to have an actual theme for this movie to make <laughs> that work the thing that bugs me most is that he thinks he's so much smarter than everyone else so he has to explain everything and there's a couple of scenes where they explain uh glass's plot Way too much. It's like, no, you could have stopped like not, not two that, minutes ago. Yeah, the way they explain where they explain what Mister Glass is going to get up to, yeah. and then also where they just like will will explain the backstory for these characters for mm. no reason at inappropriate times where it's not like this is these are not situations that this information should be shared. Yeah, and it's the dialogue is just so horribly written, but it's that's not it though. That's not that's not the only re, the only reasons that make this film so oh, there, terrible. There's so many. We could oh, just spend the entire the hour on them. Let's talk about uh, some of the camera work. There's a couple of interesting shots. There's a couple interesting ones. I that's did about it. Like one particular use of the Dutch angle uh during like the the big uh, kind of group. Okay, what's the Dutch angle? I don't know that. That's it's when you, it's tilted. Yeah, that's when you tilt the there's camera. There's one okay. kind of like the I, I mean they shoot in trailers. There's a group therapy session with the three of them. Yeah. And there's one shot that's Dutch angle. It's because it's from Glass's perspective. And like, yeah, 
Okay, I like that. Sure, that's clever. That works fine. Yeah, but but too much of the movie is shown through point of view, and then there are also just things he that, does he that gets, so much. he gets wrong that are really like basic filming things. super close ups like, on pointless things like ooh. I wish I mouse. wish Chris was here to get super bent out of shape about it because <laughs> he'd do a much better job than I would. Because what what I know of film technique is mostly just gleaned through him and like a couple YouTube videos. But there are some things that I I recognize like, oh, that's bad. Like when you're doing shot reverse shot, right? You have two people talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Okay, Rick and I are talking here. I'm looking left in the frame. When it cuts to Rick, he should be looking right so that the audience kind of instinctually knows these two characters are talking to each other. They're facing each other. Yeah. Yes. There's Mm. a scene when when one character is talking to another and it and and. He doesn't do what is very, it's just kind of like baseline, hey, this is kind of film school 101. You film like this. And I don't remember that, but I wasn't able to pay a ton of attention to this boring ass movie. The one uh, shot that really stuck out as just being obnoxious is, uh, without getting into spoilers, a fight scene early in the movie where they basically mounted a what looked like a GoPro onto a character's chest looking yeah. at their face. Yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah, that was like, horrible. Yeah, it's like... And it happened multiple times. Uh-huh. It kept, they kept going to this. And like, okay, once... I'll, okay, I'll, I'll allow it once because they're, like, they're being grabbed from behind, whatever, you know. But then they kept doing it, it repeatedly through the almost the entire fight and it, it pissed me off. It could have worked, but... Okay, uh, if you were wondering if Bruce Willis was going to act in this movie, the answer is no. no. He's no. not. He acts more than he does in some other things. There uh, were... No, there's just scenes from earlier in his career where he could oh, act. Oh, right. That's it. just from like 10 years ago. That's yeah. what those acting scenes are. Exactly, yeah. I, no, flashbacks to Unbreakable. I, think I saw him accidentally act in like one scene. It's, it's kind of amazing how much of a difference you can tell during the scenes where they literally just take scenes that were either from Unbreakable's filming or just mm-hmm. literally in Unbreakable. And they, they like, cut him in. it's amazing. He is so much more emotive in that movie where he was incredibly understated than yeah. he is in this. He's literally not trying at all. Quick sidebar. Uh, one of those scenes where they uh, showed um, uh, a, a shot from the original movie I, I pointed out in the middle, they did actually do a really good transition to it. Like, it was seamless. Right. I think but, I know it's the one you're talking about, but because there's only one that's like a transition. But the thing yeah. is, like, you can tell that he didn't have the same quality camera oh, at yeah. the time. Like, oh, yeah, so, no. It, I mean, so you the can clearly idea tell of the shot thing. is really cool, yeah. but like the the you can tell like oh that just suddenly yeah. got a lot grainier well, yeah and i mean we, that's a technical problem which I, I can't fault them for and i think this is I something mean, that we've <laughs> talked about with with Shyamalan before which is that sometimes he will accidentally stumble into something cool yes whether it's like dialogue that he's written or camera work mm. or just plot ideas right he will sometimes accidentally stumble into something cool and he's done that occasionally with other movies but he really lets that get to his head, and he thinks he's just like this auteur, right? Where he's, or, I mean, he is an auteur, like director, like that's yeah. literally what he is. It's a nap description. He's a crappy one. I mean, okay, yeah, but it's, it's it would be like saying he's not a director. Like he's he's a director. He does write things. He might not do it okay, well, okay. but he does yeah. fit the definition of the word. <laughs> but yeah. fine, fine. But he he gets this idea that he's like this. Like I get. I get the idea he wants to be the like genre defining, right? Yeah, Where no, he, he's like, I'm going to I'm going to create my style of movie which are like super conceptual and will have a twist cuz there's a, there's a twist at the end of this one too. Ooh. Yep. 
There is. It's, and it's bad. It's, it's real bad. It's really terrible. It's really bad. It's, it doesn't feel earned, and it's not cool. It pissed me off. It, the, the ending of this movie is the dumbest ending to a movie I've seen in a long, long time. <laughs> and the last movie we reviewed was a literal children's cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, mm. it, it frustrates me how much it seems like he's got his head up his own ass. Not, not in like a... I don't mean way. I don't want to to like try and and get in the guy's head and like be that direct about it because I don't know what the guy's thinking. I don't know if he really has that level of pride in himself anymore after the beating his reputation has taken <laughs> over the last you know several years. But it is clear that he is attempting things and doesn't know how to make them work. And it does feel like he like stumbled into greatness with a couple of his movies. And people thought, okay, if this guy builds on this stuff that he's doing in this, he's yeah. going to be a brilliant director and i think that if he had built on those things he would be a brilliant director but the problem is that he hasn't improved if anything he has taken several steps back in in multiple ways i think i have to agree with that and and the thing is like he he's trying to do everything because he is trying to be this auteur director and what is sad about that is that i guess either a he just doesn't get the help that he needs to make things work well or he's just not willing to like have other people critique his stuff in a way that would be helpful i don't know what it is but there's so many things in this movie that are clear obvious terrible ideas that i guess just no one told him no that's dumb don't do that i think one of the things that stands out to me is that this movie just looks terrible like it looks so cheaply made i mean it is cheaply made. It is cheaply like made, he, but the, the people are not giving I, him a lot of no, money no, no, these no. days. I, I mean, beyond like the, and a lot the, of the budget of this movie had to go to Bruce Willis and, and yes. Samuel Jackson. You know that, much. and probably yep. James McAvoy too. Right? But, no, I mean beyond like the the CGI and such. Like uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter before I saw this that literally one of the transitions for the beast is just James McAvoy going down out of the shot and then coming back up. I'm okay with that. But, that but that's like that's, a, that's, a, that's not that's not bad. Like that's that's a that is a a reasonable technique to use there. It looks like he's supposed there's supposed to be like an actual transformation, and then he just stands up and he's a normal dude going like. Arr. I mean, that is what the beast is. He's a normal I know, dude going. Arr. But this, this is the first time we see him in this movie. So but, somebody but, has but, to be coming into this movie with that expectation. There's a difference, though, right? Because I because I don't want to fault a movie for being made with a tight budget, right? No, because I that's no not that. that's not their fault. Now, if if you say like, okay, look, in every other shot where we see the beast, like it clearly cuts away and then it cuts back to him, and we see him all buffed up, like, but then this one time he just kind of like squats and then stands back up it like okay that cheap. that that is at least inconsistent well, with yeah. the way it's you... been with the, with the way that it's been done in other parts of the film i wouldn't say it's like cheap because that makes it seem like oh you know if they had more money they would have been able to do it better i think that was just a like hey you're not it was a matter of money with the way that you're showing this character i think it was just they didn't put their resources they didn't allocate their resources very well they put a lot of money into big name actors one of whom did not do anything at all in this But what movie. I'm saying is it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's, I don't, not, I don't it's mean, not that it's cheap. I don't mean cheap in the sense of actual fiscal so much as the quality of it. Like the, so do you mean lazy? Of it. I think lazy is better a term for it. Eh. The, yeah. A lot of this I movie mean, just kind of feels lazy. I would say... I don't, I, when the cinematography <laughs> isn't bad, most of the time it's just boring. A lot, a lot of this movie is boring. That's yeah. that's that is a huge issue with it because the, I disagree. Cool, but finish. <laughs> well, the thing. Okay, so like with with both Unbreakable and with Split, um, 
they're both pretty slow burn movies, but there are clear direct sources of tension. You can tell like, okay, thematically, this is the way he's trying to take this. He is, he's doing interesting things with every single scene in, in those movies. Mm -hmm. In this movie, it just feels plotting and, and directionless for most of the film. I had no idea where it was going to go for most of this movie. And even the, uh, the setup for the main conflict of, of, and this is like from the trailer, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything of Bruce Willis versus McAvoy. Yeah. David Dunn versus crumb or versus the beast, I guess really is a, is a better way to put it. Like even that, misses such a blatantly obvious like staring me in the face the entire time I'm watching it like thing that they should have done which I cannot wait to get into spoilers so I can talk about the fact that they didn't touch this at all Hmm. Um, but like it is just so poorly constructed and conceived on a story level the the first like 20 minutes of this movie feel like the first 20 minutes of a different movie Hmm. and then the rest of the movie is just this plodding slow Thing where almost nothing happens that, and the things that do happen aren't good and don't make sense until you get to the end which is the dumbest ending I've seen <laughs> in I cannot remember the last time I saw a movie that had a dumber yeah. ending than this movie yeah and I one thing I want to touch on you said the first 20 minutes felt completely different the first 20 minutes actually felt like what I would expect out of an unbreakable sequel it, it sounds yeah. it, like the, if you I was felt, on board it felt all right I mean there yeah. was there were some clear like Okay, well that that was a little hokey, but I'm still on board. Like, yeah. okay, this is all right. Okay, okay. There was a lot of stuff there that I was like, all right, I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, and I feel like they use like three of Bruce Willis's five days that he was willing to be on set to do those <laughs> scenes. Like, yeah, those were the really the only times he seemed like he was trying at well, all. Okay, I've I've got a question for you guys because a okay. lot of my problems with this boil down to the writing and the filmmaking. I'm curious what you guys think as far as just the plot. Um, and we'll go ahead and say minus the twist at the end, like mm. just ignore that for the, for the time being. But okay. I think that we, we, we all kind of agreed that unbreakable and split were both nice kind of, you know, they weren't great, but they were still entertaining and, you know, they're fun to watch. Um, I would even you- say that they, they <clears throat> Unbreakable is kind of great. Like, it, do, yeah. it takes something interesting and, and okay. pushes it into a direction that I don't think anyone else has tried. Sure. It's my so, favorite movie of his. So, so we'll say, okay, like, th- both of both of the prequels to this one uh, were, were decent films. Yeah. Um, do you think that the plot of this, if handled in a better way, would have like did you like the story here even if even if though the dialogue didn't deliver it well like is the story interesting to you guys if so, you're at, if what you're asking is if the basic idea of like these okay, characters okay, are locked so in we'll, a, we'll, we'll talk about what the trailer shows right yeah they're all locked three in a all asylum. three of these characters have been locked in some sort of psychiatric ward yeah together um, we don't from the trailers. We don't know how they got there, but we understand that. Look, they're all here. They're going to come into conflict with each other, mm-hmm. and we know from the trailers that Mr. Glass specifically is trying to goad the other two into fighting each other. Right? Yeah. Um, d- is that a is that an interesting and like? Do you guys like that as a follow up to the previous two films? So, uh, what we we're talking earlier about the first twenty minutes of the film feeling like an unbreakable sequel. Great, I'm on board with that. The next part of the movie, uh, the Psychiatric Institute, that feels more like a sequel to Split, and I don't really feel like they meshed that well. I don't have an issue with the idea of locking these characters in a mental asylum and trying to build conflict out of that. That actually has a lot of potential to to give you interesting um, 
ideas that or interesting plot points that you have to work around. Like there's there's certain uh, things that they do to contain these people that you know that makes for potentially interesting conflict, and you could have taken that in an interesting way. The problem is that they don't really build that conflict out between these characters at all. They they don't really give you reasons why these people would fight other than and people want them to fight. That is one of the other big yeah. problems I have is that none of the characters' motivations make any sense. There's not any motivations. No, no, th- there is. It's explicitly told to us in exposition one, dialogue. One character has a motivation. He kind of sort of spreads it to another character and he's just sort of like, eh, yeah, I didn't have one. I'll go along with that. But really... For most of this movie, the the motivations that are there do not make any sense. At exactly. All. Well, I'd say that David Dunn has a motivation. It's the same one he's had for every movie. It's stop bad people, and it's, it never goes a, anywhere. That's not a motivation. It's that's, not. That's like, all he ever he, gets in these movies. Okay. At least no, no. In 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 the in Unbreakable, he did have the the. It was clear that like they were going for something where like he is physically invulnerable, but he is also like emotionally. Uh, uh, like dur- distant and guarded, exactly and because closed you know, off from people, exactly. Which and it's very you, similar. You don't to the want way your Superman. You don't want Superman to be emotionally closed off from the rest of the world, right? Like, you want him to care and be empathetic, exactly. Sure. And and there is that conflict that is that is there, and and you have this, you know, that kind of thing built up. He's got nothing in this movie. He's got no, he's nothing. there for no reason he except is that the worst superhero I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. I do not care about this man at all. I mean. At the beginning of the movie, those first twenty minutes, I think he, they do okay. There's there's a scene with him and his son that I kind of enjoyed, and and I thought, okay, there's a little bit of, of chemistry there. Bruce Willis is almost making an expression. All right, I'm I'm kind of in for this, and then after that, it's just like, okay, he's in this movie because he was in Unbreakable, and people, I guess, want to see that character from Unbreakable again, and maybe that will get people in the theaters. That's the only thing that I can think because there's, it's it is it is clear that either a M. Night Shyamalan didn't want to, didn't have any idea what to do with the character, or B, Bruce Willis just was not available, like willing to be available enough to make this movie work, or which, C, which, both. <clears throat> which I, sounds, I think both is most probable because we know that Bruce Willis kind of just shows up for paychecks now. Yeah. Like, that, like it's obvious. Yeah. So I had a uh, idea earlier when we were driving here why I think Split is even connected to Unbreakable in the first place. I think. M. Night Shyamalan got an idea for somebody with dissociative identity disorder and one of the personalities has superpowers. And he started writing that movie and then got halfway through and realized, wait a minute, I already did a movie about somebody with superpowers. I, mean, I wrote, should connect that. He wrote both of these very early in his career. Like, right. Well, yeah. That split is one from from like the yeah. unbreakable era of, I think, of things. It's not, I think he okay. literally didn't even realize until he was mostly through that... that it was even I don't, similar. If I've heard the story correctly, that's not actually what happened. What happened was originally the character from Split was supposed to be in Unbreakable, but gotcha. it just he had to take him out for you know story reasons, and gotcha. so he then wrote a full story about that guy. So I kind of wonder why he didn't rework Split to be somewhat more connected, because as we talked about in the right, last movie, yeah. it's literally one scene at the very end with no relevance whatsoever. And and, and, then, and the only and all you have to do is have Bruce Willis be the dude that comes and unlocks her out of the cage. Yeah, the split something. Yeah, yeah, and, and and instantly that fits a whole lot better than just having David yeah. Dunn hanging out in a diner. But the reason but, I bring that up in this movie is that it doesn't feel, as you were saying before, it doesn't feel like there's enough connection between these two characters to really. And fight. there's an obvious one. There is a painfully obvious one that I'll get to when we get into the spoilers. But yeah, like, which which we're about to get into in, in just a second. But the last thing I want to talk about real quick is okay. It's 
we we kind of talked about beforehand just you know when we're hanging out and talking off the podcast that mm. although the trailer was presenting this like oh it's going to be this action filled movie with all these fights and everything we all kind of agreed like no it, it's probably going to have like a fight or two and mm. besides that just be more of the conceptual thriller right kind of thing um there were a couple fight scenes in this movie what did you guys think of them the first one's good mm. the second one sucks Really, like the first one at the beginning? Yeah, it's fine. It's like it's an appetizer, and it does a decent job of I making didn't me want. Like okay. it. I mean, I, it's not great. I'm not saying that, but it does. Like, there's parts of it that make me go, "Okay, I'm looking forward to when these two characters actually get to have a fight at the end of the movie." And that part was disappointing as hell. I was disappointed I by all of them. That I could see the last one being disappointing because they. I don't think they really had the budget to really do it justice. And I think that M. Night Shyamalan wanted to go too far with his, like, we're going to make this realistic and didn't know how to make the ending yeah. work with that idea. Yeah. And I can see that being disappointing. I just, I don't think it, they did a bad job with it. They just didn't have much to work with. To, I, to I think with. that they did a bad job with it and they didn't have enough yeah. to work with. <laughs> yeah. I think we are however forgetting about the third fight scene that takes place in the background of another scene literally blurred out and that's probably the best one in the entire movie and i was very disappointed about that oh oh yeah, yeah. The, the, like the hallway thing yeah, yeah like fine. you can kind of see that in the background I'm like okay that looks interesting why is somebody literally obscuring the entire fight i mean because that's the way that in night Shyamalan, like he's trying uh, to to do a creative thing there and it, it sort of works like this uh, this i like the thing that he's going for there where uh What's his name? Samuel L. Jackson is detached from the violence yeah. that he has created and I would have liked ignoring that it. if the choreography for that actually matched up to the rest of the movie. Like if the right. rest of the movie had that, great, cool. Yeah, yeah like that, we wouldn't need sure. to see that. You, you can you can hide some fights as long as the ones that we get actually matter or are interesting to watch. Or as yeah. long as you're doing creative like thematic things with them. And that sure. almost works as one. And well, but, but doing something creative and thematic still counts as being interesting to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let's get into uh, our spoiler portion in just a little bit. Uh, real quick, recommend, not recommend. I'll start us off. Uh, pretty much everything in this movie is terrible, uh, but I wasn't bored. Uh, like What? Yeah, no, because we were... Com and, and again, this goes into the good movie versus entertaining movie, because I was really enjoying tearing it to shreds in the theater with you guys. And oh, okay. So, so I not think, like genuinely engaged with the movie. Just no, like, no, no, so no, 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 but entertained by myself while watching this movie. Right. Um, I think that if you've watched Unbreakable and Split and enjoyed those movies, then this becomes a perfect like bad movie night movie. If you haven't seen the other two, I think you should just avoid this altogether. If I... Um, I was actually going to completely disagree with you on that. If you enjoyed Unbreakable and Split, do not watch this movie. It will disappoint you. It will upset you. That's this what makes it entertaining. No, no, no. I disagree. Because otherwise, it's just boring. It, yes, no. it is just boring, and that is upsetting because those movies were good and had good ideas, and you could have done cool stuff with it, and instead, they just flushed all that down the toilet. Yes, but if you watch Unbreakable and Split, and you're like, eh, that's fine. By all means, watch this with uh, friends, have a couple drinks, and absolutely trash it. That's what I just said. No, no. no, no. If you, you said, said if you, you enjoyed okay. them, if you yeah. liked them, if you if just you were liked like, these mo the first two movies, oh, you're going to hate phrase. this. Like, if you like this on the scale of a normal person, not a person yes. who enjoys watching Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You can just back off, because AVP is a fantastic movie. But if you... I'd rather watch this movie again. I'd rather watch Glass again than, than, than Alien. No, really, for real. Anyway... If you would watch Unbreakable and Split by yourself and have a good time and genuinely enjoy them as movies, avoid Glass. No. 
Uh, if you would watch them with friends and have a good time, you might enjoy this re- and rag on it. If you didn't like it, either movie, just don't, there's no reason. Just avoid it. And, and if you haven't seen any of them, like then no, totally no. avoid yeah. this. It's terrible. No, no. If you haven't seen any of them, go watch Split and Unbreakable. They're good movies. No, no, no. I said specifically avoid Glass. Okay. Yeah. Still yeah. go watch Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. No, for sure don't see Glass if you haven't this seen the other two. almost retroactively ruins them. So this, this is an incredibly messy recommending round, but I, it's Sorry. it's a half recommend from me. A what, How about you? Uh, maybe a quarter. Uh, and, and Rick, how about you? It is you? an absolute no. There is nothing <laughs> at all about this movie that is fun. If you have funny friends, go watch a better movie to make fun of than this crap. Because at least like other movies that are bad, like if, if you go watch a movie that is intended for like MST3K, like that level of bad movie, I don't feel bad making fun of it. But this movie comes from two good movies and had at its core a good idea and could have been done well and and could have lived up to the level of pretension that I think Imnat Shyamalan wants to put into his movies and just utterly fails to like capture. I think that there's enough here that you could have made all of that work and instead it's a boring like painfully bad movie that has that actually does a lot to ruin the fun endings of both of those movies because the ending of this movie is it's not only like it doesn't just make me mad because it's dumb it makes me mad because it takes interesting stories and goes yeah we could probably do more with this but no screw that we're just gonna do this Let's dumb thing because over. i yeah. because like f- screw that screw these interesting characters no this is dumb i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do something really pretentious oh uh, there's a specific thing that makes me so mad and we we have to go ahead and get into spoilers because i have to talk about it (laughs) all right well we'll be back in just a minute uh real quick before we go though uh just a quick reminder to follow us on twitter at opinioncast. uh we're having a contest be one of our first 50 followers uh and once we hit that milestone we'll be choosing someone at random from those 50 to give us a movie uh it doesn't matter how good or bad it is you suggest it and we'll watch it so go ahead and follow us at opinion cast uh to be in that uh drawing for the contest uh we'll be back in just a second with our spoiler filled thoughts on glass the three of you've convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book david dunn the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago? What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast. It's coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. All right, we're back for our spoiler thoughts on glass. Rick, take it away. Good Lord, what is going on with that ending? Okay, uh, there are so many points everything. I want to I want to bring up, but the one that I was I was going off on at the end of there is it's this isn't a, a special 
this is an origin story. That is the dumbest crap for in the who? world. Who is this an origin story for? Because an origin I, story has to involve the person. No, no, no. Glass is saying that it's an origin story for the heroes across the no, world. No, that's not no, how comic no, books no. origin stories freaking work. You I'm don't say, do. I know, I know. I'm saying that's what Glass is talking about. And I'm about. explaining why that's fucking stupid. For a movie it's that's stupid. supposed to be about the way comic books work, that's not how they work. No, it's not. It's clear that M. Night Shyamalan has no idea what the hell he's talking about when he talks about like all the tropes and ideas on in comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Comic books, not even comic book movies. Because at least like comic movies, you could kind of maybe make some of this make sense. But no. It's clear he read a comic book once and is like, I can make this stuff work. And <laughs> and this origin thing is, is infuriating. Because so, it took three characters that were all interesting and the way that this movie ends sets up perfectly for some more stuff that maybe you could do a good movie based on and then like it just says you know what fuck that we're just gonna kill all these characters and it's gonna be in really stupid ways Mm -hmm. and you know everyone else is gonna kind of not really react to it i disagree glass had a uh, pretty good death I'm, hap- I'm fine with that. He fell out of his wheelchair and he hit his head. He's basically no, made of glass. No, but they, no. He when got he punched got punched, he did the, the breaking stomach. glass sound effect. Did you that hear was that? That was I agree. So, no, I'm so mad. I agree. Right now. That was Just bullshit. because but, he's Mr. Last but, Name Glass. He died because of his actions. He got his comeuppance because of his own meddling. He died. I don't I'm care if it's that. because of his own actions. I didn't care about this guy's dad dying. Like, okay, oh no, that is this thing that That's led fine. to him being there. I don't but, care. And I don't see why the Beast gives a crap. It's not like all these people really seem to care all that much about Kevin. Yeah, there's this lip service to the idea that they exist to to yeah, like protect Kevin. Well but there's no like idea that the Beast is there because he really gives a crap about Kevin or would care about the stuff that Kevin went through. He ex- If anything, he should be thanking Glass based on his personality <laughs> because the Beast's whole thing is that you go through pain and it makes you pure. So really, he should have been like, oh, you did that? Hell yeah. High five. Oh, sorry. I broke your wrist. Oh, I'm mad. I'm even more mad. I didn't even think about it in the theater. Are you about to rip off your shirt and tear into people? (laughs) Because it makes sense for some of his other personalities to be pissed off about that, right? It makes sense for Barry to be pissed off about it. Yeah. Or Lois, whatever. Or, you know, or Rose or whatever. Patricia. No, Patricia. Oh, which one was Rose? Was that the slutty one? I don't know. But, like, it makes sense for, like, a handful of his personalities to be super pissed off. Sure. That this dude is the one who caused the death and if but, like, the be- but it doesn't make sense for the beast yeah exactly if he had like switched into the little kid for a second there like I could definitely see the little kid just like freaking out and like hitting him and that being enough to kill him because he's super fragile mm-hmm. but the beast's whole thing is that pain and, and like the horrors that you go through are what purify you and make you strong and, and worthy of existence that shouldn't change <laughs> just because you now know what like hurt Kevin in the first place. Okay, so the other thing, because I'm talking about the whole beast philosophy thing, the obvious thing that they should have brought up is that the whole thing about David Dunn is that he is invincible. And he never cannot, been hurt. He never. cannot yeah. get hurt. He cannot be injured. So that's why the beast should hate that, him. That's what I kept thinking was going to happen. That's the <laughs> only thing that makes sense. 
His the beast's whole philosophy is that if you if you look, oh, I'm gonna go after cheerleaders because they've never experienced pain. Okay, all right, whatever, you pervy beast. But like, <laughs> sure, like he's going after people that have never been through suffering. How about the person who's literally he's never had a sick day in his life from the first one? Like, Man, he's literally the embodiment of not going through pain for for someone who talks so pretentiously about like the basics of storytelling and and tries Oof. to work in this. This bullshit meta commentary. How could you miss something so blindingly obvious as that? <laughs> Good lord, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I, I don't even okay? have words. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Because again, you had the building bones of a really interesting, fun story here, and you just said, eh, <laughs> screw that. <laughs> well, and, and then, and then they like, they kill all three of the characters too. Because again, I think it could work if they had just killed Glass. Yeah, right. I'm fine with again, them like Glass. you said, the little kid personality mm-hmm. should have come because he can grab the light whenever. Right? Yeah, makes yeah. sense. That's his whole thing. So he should have heard that, come to the light, been like it's the beast, and then it instantly because you know normally the beast transformation is this all dramatic thing. It should have just cut cut that completely. The kid like it just instantly shifts to the kid. Be excuse me, what? Yeah, and then no. like throws a tantrum. <laughs> he, he he. What you could have done with it would be really interesting because you could have had him be so like innocent and all that. He's so non-threatening. Like he is the least threatening Hedwig. of, of yeah. yeah of of all of his personalities and you could have built that up like this weird tension between him as he gets closer and then just have him freak out and just like do like because we've had all this like the whole point with mr glass and his vulnerability is not that like oh the beast this dude that can bend metal and climb walls oh surely that's a threat the idea is that anything's a threat they Mm -hmm. even talk about that early in the movie where he's like look i could drop this flashlight from like six inches above your leg and it would shatter both your legs Mm -hmm. like the whole point is that small all things are dangerous to him, so it would make sense for him to get his comeuppance, not from the beast getting pissed off and punching a hole through his chest, essentially, mm-hmm. but it should be that Hedwig, who <sighs> so much of both Split and this movie is tied around, because yeah. he's essentially like the gatekeeper for whatever happens with James McAvoy's character. Yeah, right? It, it's yeah. And so much ties around how other people interact with Hedwig, this specific nine-year-old personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and would, for him to be the one that finally gets like that kills glass would would work. It makes no sense for the beast to do it. And it and and, and it would I'm also, finding myself at a loss for words just because of my frustration. It also would be fitting for Hedrick to do it accidentally. He's a kid. He doesn't know he doesn't even realize that he has this, you know, body of an adult man who's fucking ripped. He would not even realize exactly, that he would be yeah. doing this. And that would be a lot He's more roller fitting. skating than dancing to Drake. As he says multiple times right. in the movie. Yeah. Let's let's jump back to the beginning of this movie when it was kind of good for a minute. Yeah. When it actually felt like it was a sequel to Unbreakable. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is what would naturally happen to I, David Dunn. I enjoy him and his son running the security business. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, enjoy I like how they actually got his son cool back. And it's kind of cool that his son is back. And it's yeah. kind of cool that like his son is a, is a decent actor. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, not okay. bad. he's not He's fine. I don't know. I, there's like, he, he was given nothing to work with. There's <laughs> I don't, yeah, Nothing at all. The only actor I'm going to actually say is good in this movie is James McAvoy. He's still does like his like Samuel different personalities okay. he's fine he's not he's, his, he's phoning it into at least uh, at least to me he feels like he is doing he's the, not, the same samuel l jackson personality that he always does but it's like at like half speed most mm. of the time and even when he is kind of going at it a little bit it's still just so dull because there's nothing for him to freaking do yeah well, I right agree. but that's like anyway but that's like oh oh 
Will Smith sure phoned it in because he's acting like Will Smith. Well, no, Will Smith only no, no, no. acts like Will Smith, this but the there thing. are certain roles where that fits. No, yeah. this is the thing. Like, I'm not saying that it's it's that he 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 phoned it in because he's acting like Samuel Jackson. Like, I enjoy Samuel Jackson being Samuel Jackson in most movies. The difference is that in this movie, even when he's doing Samuel L. Jackson like lines, like the first name Mister, last, last name Glass. Glass, like even that feels like he's doing it. Like, oh, do you really want me to say that? All right, I guess I guess I will. I think uh, well, it's probably because it he knows the script is freaking stupid. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, that, and that's what I mean is it, it feels like he is aware how bad this is. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is the material that he's given. He's, he's given some okay bits. He's given a lot of dull bits and he, he's he just meets them and does nothing else. for most of the movie. This yeah. movie, the thing, like, this movie is named glass. This yeah, movie needs to be a hundred percent about him and him manipulating this entire situation to fit the perfect moment that he has built up. That needs to be the whole thing because we've had a movie that focused entirely on Will Smith. We had a movie that focused entirely on James McAvoy. This one needs to focus on glass and it doesn't. He's barely there for this movie. Although I will say, I did really like uh, a lot of his plot and his scheme. I just think they explained way too much of it. I mean, I like this sort of basic idea that he wants to like show the world that they're superheroes, but the execution of almost all of it is asinine. Uh, you mean like his plan? Yeah, like his his idea. I want to show the world that there's uh, there's superheroes. That's fine. Like, I like that idea. It fits with his character as in previous movies. Sure. But the actual execution, the things that he does to accomplish this plan are incredibly dumb, especially the twist at the end. Because, okay, let's go ahead and talk about it. We're jumping all over, but I don't care. Let's talk about the twist at the end. The twist at the end is this the, this psychiatrist who, I like, okay, I have to look up her name again because she. I don't mm, care. The psychiatrist. She's horrible. She's horrible. She she is not believable in the least. And she she's not believable in the least for the exact same reason that to me at least, uh, what's her name? Um, the the actress that played his wife in the first movie. Uh, I don't know. The, the wife. Rob, of the first Robin thing. Wright. Robin Wright. There you go. She oh, is not she believable to me. That. She's not believable to me because for the same reason that Robin Wright was not terribly believable for me in that movie, and it's because her dialogue is insane it doesn't make it doesn't feel people, like any human being would ever say people these don't say like yeah. people don't say sentences like this no they don't and that makes it all the worse when she's in the same role as the psychiatrist from split where she just has to explain all this bullcrap that the movie needs you to to like buy into but it's impossible to because it's so stupid but the stupid thing is not any of this the stupid thing about this thing is that you have this like super low-key fight between Bruce Willis and and the Beast. They mm. don't really do anything overtly supernatural in this fight. No, they have a no, pretty they, basic look, fight. Okay, okay. I have dented a car before. Right. I was I was running to catch a football while playing football on Super Bowl Sunday during the halftime show, and I wasn't looking where I was going, and I ran into a car and I dented it up. It yeah. is not hard to dent a car during the actual filming of an actual short film that I was a part of. Someone. I, the, the thing was that the character that was supposed to pick me up and slam me into a car and the way that we did that is he grabs he touches my chest and I jump backwards into a car right and we left a giant dent in that car Accident. from doing that accidentally entirely yeah. accidentally didn't hurt me at all but that's not the thing like the okay that's most of what you see the most supernatural thing is that like David is like slamming the beast against the the van and the van is moving slightly but and that's then, like, not the problem it's not the, the problem the bar is probably the most humble 
fully yeah, sure. And the that's bar that not looks the like it's made of plastic yeah. from that distance. Like you can't tell that it's steel. The thing is that this movie's ending is that so they upload the footage of the fight between oh. the beast and and David, and the idea is that it is somehow exposing to the world that superheroes are exist. That is not what would happen at all if you uploaded it. Spread through this, like YouTube. Right, yeah. somehow. Like right. two through two over two hours. Everyone in this train station that the they're news, watching is, is the watching. News the is news is reporting on it. it. And the ridiculous thing is not that. Because if you had like an actual video of actual superheroics going, maybe I could see that going if it happened in a place that was public no. and that sort of thing. Where because, and, and they talk about that. Cameras. They talk about that because they're like, oh, we're going to go to the biggest building in the city. It's getting unveiled today. There's going to be thousands of people. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because if three people upload a video... Mm. That shows a that even if even if it's not the fight that we saw, even if it's three people that upload a video that shows like an unnamed Superman fighting an unnamed Zod. Yeah, we're gonna assume it's, it's a special effects people. thing. Like it's a special freaking, effects thing. Yeah. cool. All right, and, and this is clearly fake. Superheroes don't exist. Camera. Right, it's a grainy exactly. security camera. That, that the, well, right. no, these are the clearest security cameras that have but, ever but existed if, in, uh, in but since if the beginning. But done that what they said it, their original plan was to go to the tower, then you're doing it in front of thousands of people, and then it actually makes sense. But they don't have the budget to do that, so they're just like, okay, we'll just yeah. you know say that it is these security cameras. You but don't it have makes to have the it, budget to do this. It makes you just it, film it on an empty floor and say you're in a skyscraper. <laughs> but then you don't have like the 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 thousands of people watching thing. Like this, the the entire ending no, of this you movie still is do. asinine. You still do because the whole thing, the whole reason that no, just actually go just, here is because it's being unveiled, which means that there's going to be news no, crews I mean, and if you're else. just doing this fight on an empty floor, then no one's going to see it. Like, it's, yeah. there is there is no way that this ending to, works where they, oh, to it's To tie so back briefly back anyway. to what I said, there is a bit of a budget problem here at this scene because there were scenes that should have been picked up by the security camera that would have been a lot more believable for the whole superhero thing. Uh, like the whole him crawling around on walls and Bruce Willis. Well, they that. do show that in like, the clips that, that he is no. that he is like, sh- they've sure. shown to the news. But again, no one would believe it. Right. What they would assume is they tilted the camera on the side and the yeah. guy is actually walking on the floor. It's but, like the old cheesy, like like uh, Adam West Batman, yes. where they're like <laughs> carrying a large bowling ball sized bomb up a, up a wall kind yeah. of thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But no, when uh, the beast is fighting off the uh, the police officers with the riot shields, you barely see that when you're actually uh, watching the movie because they don't have the budget to show it. That well, I, but no, I, I mean, there's four guys and and James McAvoy. Like, what else are they going to show? Yeah. But I guarantee you that would have been way more interesting than uh, David Dunn slamming the beast up against the uh, the. Uh, van repeatedly, but I mean, the reason they showed that when they were showing all this footage is because they originally showed that from the point of view of a security camera. They literally just recycled what we'd seen in the movie. No, they the, didn't the, show anything okay, new. This is the thing. That is the only thing that in that entire sequence of things that looks kind of supernatural because the van is actually getting like thrown around a by him bit, doing yeah. that, and that is the closest to like superhuman that you see in this. At least I think there's well, one scene where he like lifts a car, but I can believe a, yeah, a nutcase could lift up. a car. Yeah, but, but anything he's not that none big. of that. It's a small car. video that gets released that's supposed to awaken the world. I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is just going to be on like a Captain Disillusionment video. Yeah. In like, in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Right? Like, there's and no actually, way this is real. It's not even getting that far because no one would actually bother to watch no. this. <laughs> it would oh. get 17 views on YouTube and never be looked at again. The moment where they're like, 
It's been how long Sa- has it been? Samuel L. Glass's nemesis is just the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> I, I, I want the I want that scene at the end of the movie where they're all it sitting in the train shit. station and his mom is like, "How long ago did we upload it? Uh, two hours ago. How many views has it gotten? Zero. None. No one's watched it. Well, no, it's at three. But it says it's at three views. Yeah, I watched it three times. That's the three of us. Oh, it's how so long bad. ago did we upload it? Two months. How many views does it have? Still just three. <laughs> it's. This yeah, this, oh, it, this just. Well, I'm oh, thinking of man, it. And the most infuriating thing about it is that he calls it an origin story. Yes. Oh no, I was going to tie back into that. The re- he said that, and the first thing I thought of is, oh, who's going to become the next superhero? Which other character? I kept looking yes. at Casey. I kept, I kept looking at uh, at uh, uh, Bruce Dave, Willis's son. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to be his origin story, but it's going to nope. turn him into a villain because he's out for revenge now. Nope. Or even, or even just have him oh, be, decide to take up what his father was take doing. Take up his mantle. Yeah. Take up his mantle. Also, can I talk to... Oh, so, ooh, this is something else to piss me off. Piss me off. Why? Okay, I get that Bruce Willis's son is invested in this, right? Yeah. He's working with his dad. In Unbreakable, he's super pumped to like be able to yeah. like find out that his dad's a superhero. Um Mr. Glass's mom, super invested in her son. She's been looking out for him for so long because he turns he's super into an vulnerable. evil fucking bastard. Right, but she still <laughs> loves him like a mother loves a son. Right, she knows that. She even says like, "I know that what he did was wrong. I know he murdered ho- tons of people, but like, he's my son." Right, yep. those make sense. Why in the hell? Yeah. is what's her face from Casey. Split Casey the victim one yeah. of the people that he abducted oh yeah. I can answer Care? this why does she care because through what he Stockholm did to her syndrome. it's not even <laughs> Stockholm well that might be a part of it but through what he did she found the strength to get rid of her uncle the entire thing that I spent that entire freaking podcast defending the movie against no I was wrong it's just M. Night Shyamalan is that dumb he was saying like oh yeah you get stronger through trauma and her through this trauma she found the strength to get rid of her nasty creepy pedo uncle and so and and because of yeah. that now she lives with her with her perfect I remember that argument <laughs> buns and roses culturally culturally diverse they, foster family they did it off screen too that pissed me off like oh we didn't even get to see that we didn't even get that feeling we did but not it, get to it makes no sense it. and it's such a crucial part of the of glass Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a crucial part of this movie that she is back here being mm-hmm. the one to like speak sense to James McAvoy. You know what to, she like, should have done? Try with and this? call Kevin out from the Beast. Okay, if you want to do a twist on the idea of Beauty and the Beast, because that's totally what they're doing here. Oh yeah, they're try- totally doing a Beauty and the Beast thing here. What they need to do is have the Beast see her. And then realize not that she became stronger through what he did to her, but that the trauma that he inflicted on her destroyed her even more because it would then ruin his whole philosophy. And you might do a, be able to do something freaking interesting with it. Wait, you mean character growth? Yeah, in this you, can, movie? you can do that, or or alternatively, you can have it where she is genuinely out for revenge. Sure, yeah. where she sees this and she's like, "Look, I like I was able to speak to him. He cares about me. He let me live. He clearly sees that. Like, oh, I'm damaged, so I'm on." his side screw this dude he abducted me and ate yeah. two of my friends he ate two of her friends well yeah. she didn't really like them whatever <laughs> they, didn't they like were her nice either. they invited her to a birthday party because they had gradually but still yeah. still he ate two of her classmates like she should genuinely be out for revenge like look i'm gonna go and i'm gonna manipulate this sicko and this then kill him fuck i'm gonna manipulate him and get him out in the open and, <laughs> and like coax him coax him to a part point where he can get killed because yeah. this motherfucker needs to die you yeah. have to bleep a and lot instead, in this one. <laughs> i'm gonna it's worth it because i'm pissed it makes no damn sense for her 
doesn't yeah. care about him. And she comes, she shows up to the asylum genuinely concerned for mm-hmm. him. Like, how could you lock him up in here? Never mind the fact that since she escaped, he has still been on like a murderous rampage, killing and eating cheerleaders. I yeah. think you could you could make it work a little if you were willing to dedicate the time to it to make it so that she cares about the personality like the original guy like the the kevin character who she I think met that's, for like five minutes exactly i yeah. think you could no meeting one i'm, meeting, I'm not meeting saying a decent dude for five seconds does not just I'm not saying, does not overwrite the fact that she walked in on him eating this her is, classmate this is how you would have to build that out you would have to build it to where a point where she comes to realize like she maybe she goes there initially for that exact reason for revenge but the way you build that out is she goes there for whatever reason and then she comes to the conclusion that kevin is trapped in there with these people as much as she was trapped in there with all these people and you you build that tie through that idea of this this person is in there somewhere but he is forced to live with all these lunatics and you could make it work if you were willing to do that but the movie doesn't like it's just like oh yeah um that that would require a lot of work and also probably some of that work having been done already in split yeah Yeah. exactly it it absolutely would i think i don't don't think that there is any way for that storyline to be pulled off exclusively in this oh absolutely um, it would be really hard. It's a stretch. It would be really hard. Yeah. Before we move off of her, one last little note that really bugged me watching this movie at the very end when uh, she kisses uh, the Beast, uh, or I guess Kevin, Kevin or whoever, at this point. James yeah. McAvoy. Whoever, yeah. She steps aside, like visibly steps aside, and then he gets shot. I like how you did that as though yeah. like our audience can see you. Yeah, well, they, they, they can hear the Andrea step aside. <laughs> no, like, yes. Yeah. It, it, I thought she did it intentionally. Yeah. I thought she was getting the revenge. I was like, ooh, is this the twist? That's awesome. Yeah. Like, she no. was actually out for revenge, and she stepped aside no. so that they could shoot him. No, no. it's really bad direction. She's just like, mm, that smooch was nice. Let's. What if I smooch you from this angle? Yeah. Pow! And then they shot him. Let me move 90 degrees over. It's, it's, <sighs> it's stupid. It's yeah. so dumb. Um, I had something else too. Oh yeah, let's talk about the other half of this surprise ending of this twist, which is like the Cloverfield oh, the gang or, or whatever we're calling oh, them. Oh my lord! Okay, the, 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 the Illuminati of Clover. This apparently enormous secret organization, which if it's so big, like okay, the bigger you have your your giant secret organization, the less it feels like it makes sense to me in this scenario. Like if there's like a couple people that are working really hard to make sure superheroes can't exist. Fine. I'll, I can kind of go along with that. But this like super contrived bullshitty, like, Hey, we're going to have an entire restaurant of people. Like a couple people will leave. And then the rest of them are all in on it. Like what on earth are they doing? Like, I, here? I'm okay. If it's a big group, right? Just then you can go have... meet in a building, like right. a, a specific place. That's just <laughs> you know, for this. Yeah, you should all be around a, a large table while one member cloaked in shadow strokes a white cat. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you're going to go that far with it. Why not? Yeah, seriously. I'm part of a uh, Toastmasters group at my office, and we can go get a fucking meeting room for 12 of us. Why can't they just go rent a, a lodge or something? Because clearly they're she absurd. Runs as, she runs an asylum. Yeah. Just, just pick one of those boardrooms. Right. That Or like they're clearly set up to be like this incredibly powerful group because of the way that you're trying to imply how what they're doing here. in a fucking restaurant. But just like. Not even a nice restaurant. Just, it, just okay, all you have to do is say, hey, 
we rented out the entire restaurant for a day. That's yeah. a thing that people can do. Sure. You could rent anywhere else and not have to worry about the fucking wait staff leaking your secrets. Like, do they just not get drinks during the meeting? That, that is not even what bothers me the most about this. Like, I'm, I'm just going to call oh, it yeah, a no, that's just the easiest thing. It's the not... wait staff is part of the, the restaurants. This is the crazy thing. <laughs> they apparently went to all the trouble to get their people jobs at this restaurant so that they could be Look, a part man, of the mur- murdering superheroes doesn't pay well all right they gotta have some sort they of gotta wait they gotta wait tables too who drew the short stick to get that job Look, okay that's this sorry is, nancy this but you gotta be the waitress today their 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 meeting scheduling is not even the part that pisses me <laughs> off the most what pisses me off the most is that just is that this secret society just feels so thrown in last second yeah and and I don't think that it was. I think that like he had a plan for it to like go awry because he loves throwing twists in at the end of his movies. And so I have to feel like he had some sort of plan for them, but there's they don't explain anything. The the, the only thing it is, is the only the thing only they thing, don't over explain this. The only thing that they say is, "Hey, we sure love killing superhero or people with superpowers as they show up." That's it. There's no motivation for why. Th- I mean, they say to like maintain the balance. They're yeah. not even that powerful. It's no. not like these people are Superman and Zod destroying Metropolis. It's a guy who kind of wrecked up a van. Yeah. <laughs> like you get a gun, problem solved. They're the weakest superheroes I've Seriously. ever seen. Like for, for uh, if you had had that scene where he gets shot in the stomach with like an assault rifle. And like it had bounced off him when he was the beast. Maybe I could buy into this, but I feel like they would just like go through him even if he was the beast. Because yeah. the whole idea was that his skin was tougher than normal. A shotgun blast still hit him, but like get armor piercing bullets and just put a bullet in his head. But that was him at one percent, Rick. It wasn't. It was him at full. He no, was full power. no, that's him at one percent because only a couple of them believed. But now all of them believe because because no, that's no, the whole okay, thing. If they had done no, that, because when she's talking about Bruce Willis, she's like. Or because when Glass is talking to Bruce Willis, he's like, "You've been one at one percent." Like, look, the door is made of metal, and a, surely a human couldn't bust that down. But look, you're gonna have to tap into some of that. I, I feel like they're going for that with all of them. Like they should have done that with the Beast too. We're like, "Oh, look, you only had Patricia and Dennis rooting for you beginning, but well, like, now that you've got everybody on the side of the Beast, now he's super powered up because it's mm. all about the belief and and like you have to believe in yourself. Well, you've got to get 24 people to believe in yourself at this point." Man, you could have even tied that into the way the kid really 100% believed him in, in him in Unbreakable. Right? Yeah. There's actually. so many ways you could make this movie actually work, and they did none of them, and they're all right there. So to tie back with the Secret Society, uh, early on uh, when they were going through the uh, psychiatric evaluations, we kept talking to ourselves like, is this woman just trying to make them not think that they're superheroes for some reason? Yeah. And we, we, like, we caught on to that super quickly. I was like, but... No, the movie's supposed to be about glass and supposed to be about these uh, two superheroes well, squaring off. Like, where does she tie into this? This makes no sense. There's too much going on. Well, and then the reason that the reason we were able to call it at the beginning is because she acts so much like no human would, right? Yeah. She she just kind of shows up so and kidnaps these people. There's no due process, which yeah. she kind of addresses, right? She's like, oh, we have oh, to hold God. them here until they can get go to trial. But still, the way that she talks to them, she's not believable as a psychiatrist, which yeah. if you want to make it a twist at the end where she's actually been nefarious and is actually out to get these characters, then you have to make it believable yeah. that she is who she says she is. If we don't believe what she's telling us throughout the entire movie, then there is no twist when she reveals, right. oh, ha, 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 I'm actually secretly bad. It's she, like, well, no shit. We knew you weren't good. 
She shouldn't have been trying to convince the characters. She should have been trying to convince the audience as well. Make us start to doubt it. Make us start to question the right. things Right. We need seen. to believe that she she is who she says she is. Yeah. And and at no point was I like, oh, she's a psycholo- she's a psychiatrist. Yeah. I was just frustrated. It's like this is this is just obnoxious. Ugh. Like like up until like towards the end of the movie, I would I just thought it was a really poor representation of the mental health uh, care. I was like, wow, this is not how this works at all, and I'm personally offended. Oh, that's because it's all bullshit. Yeah. Well, just like the rest of the movie. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually kind of relieved at that point. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about? We've been ranting for a good while. Uh, let's maybe mention The middle of this movie we... is so freaking boring. No, it is. Like, there's just nothing happening. Like, they, they talk, but there's they're not saying anything. They're important. trapped in cells, they're, and she's yeah. like, trying to convince them that they're not superheroes, the which... Only- is terribly like it, it's much more interesting for in Unbreakable for oh, Sa- for oh, Glass. Oh, to- another thing that I I forgot to talk oh, about. God. Okay, so Man, the way that again. they trap uh uh the beast is that they have lights that flash in his face and they force oh, the yeah, personality you, come out. You, you're ranting. <laughs> Put a this. freaking pillow over your eyes and go to the door. Yeah, it's done. You're done. Or just you know the beast is strong. He's or, not that smart. Or just like walk up Any to those of them lights and pour and pull them down. Like break the lights. They're not like that durable. It's what are you gonna? Why do you no, have to like I, be yeah. thrown back by them every time they flash? Oh, that made no sense. No, 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 no. He kept jumping at them and stopping oh, in midair. It oh, made no sense. Oh, another thing. Uh, so <laughs> David Dunn in the original Unbreakable. The thing isn't that he is like that. Water is his kryptonite. It's that he can also drown like other people. So he's afraid of. water water yeah in this movie it's just literally his kryptonite. kryptonite like he literally has trouble standing and after taking a bath essentially and so yeah. they spray him with a whole bunch of water which by the way in the original movie the whole thing is that he doesn't really know that he's got superpowers but if water makes him physically weak to be in why doesn't he realize that every time he takes a shower is he just like super avoidant of showers does he never <laughs> he's shower a very and he smelly stinks? man Okay, so anyway, they go and they just bother to do the whole thing where they, like, pump his room full of water, but his bed is still, like, completely dry, clearly, in the way that they, like, you can hear it squeaky clean as he sits on the dang thing. Oh, it's so dumb. Oh. Anyway, it's his kryptonite in this movie, and that is the dumbest crap ever, and I hate this movie But apparently so much not, because when he and the Beast it. are tussling in the 500 or 5,000 gallon tank, he, can right? punch, he still punch. has the strength to punch yeah. through the wall of the dang thing. But then afterwards, he's completely... Completely weak and he's nullified by a puddle. Yeah, <laughs> he drowns in a puddle because he can't Why stop someone holding his head down. Why did they kill these three characters at the end of this movie? Why? <laughs> because uh, that makes it a twist. It's not a twist. It's, a twist. it's oh, not. God, it was you awful. can't make the twist. Hey, my movie's super shitty. That hasn't worked for your last twenty-seven movies. <laughs> yeah, at this night. point, it's not a twist. That's I thought what we're there was a twist in the village. <laughs> <sighs> no, that was the that twist was the, happening. Sorry, that was the twist in Split. Hey, I made a good movie. Hey, guess what? I ruined it with the next one. Uh, well, Let me get be- into final thoughts. I'm done Before with this. Before we do that, is there anything positive anyone would like to say about this movie? James I, McAvoy once again did a good job with his character. He did. And he, that it, moment, it's it's unfortunate because there there are several scenes where his dialogue is still terrible. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where the, where the dialogue that his character slash characters are delivering is just awful and sounds so contrived and just again like like things that no actual person would say right i think but he still did a really good job at conveying this person with multiple personalities i think he kind of stepped up this time too because there was a few scenes where he's cycling through a few of them rapidly and i it was generally impressive like he did an excellent job yes that Um, is the positive thing i will say about this movie i it wasn't 
a huge elaborate plan and didn't have a lot of depth to it, but I did appreciate that we did get to see Glass actually moving on a plan. Like, not just, like, the after effects of one right. like we saw in Unbreakable. Well, yeah, we because, okay, because in Unbreakable, in we don't really... Like, he's supposed to be this super genius, and we don't really see that. Yeah, we, we get told get to that, oh, look, here's all these things he did. Look yeah. how smart he was, but we don't see any of it. Yeah. And in this one, we do at least get some, like, hey, here's how he's escaping. Kind and of right. I'm not going to begrudge Shaman too much for it. It's not bad. It's not a bad plan. It's just kind of... I wish he had been able to do more, but the story, the plot did not allow for a big grand plan, which is a this more is a problem with the plot his, than the plan. His power should not have been, I'm super smart, because that's mm. so freaking dull. Mm. What his power should have been is, I can see the flaws in everything. It fits with his entire his entire being. Yeah. That would go along with the way that David Dunn's whole thing was like, he was invincible, but it also affected his personality. If you have Glass, have his whole thing, that he can take anything apart because he can find the weaknesses in it, that would work perfectly fine I with that. And you could actually got... build out an I a a way that he takes apart this this psychiatry system and and creates this situation where these two would come together and fight. I kind of felt like his uh, his entire um, I, I hesitate to call it a power because he doesn't really have them. He's just smart. But no, he has a power. Like it's that's the way the movie the way this movie is saying it. They have they clearly have superpowers, and his superpower is how smart he is. I I hesitate to say that it's it's. It's that, bad the it's way that, they convey it, but that's what they're trying to tell I you. I got more the feeling that he is excellent at understanding how systems work. Like his mom said, like he looked at uh, the blueprints of the electrical system, was able to figure out how yeah, to do short circuit. I agree, that's what they want it. you to say, but the yeah. way they present it is just it's he's not, really oh, smart. He's, he's good think, at electrical engineering. It's, yeah. This man is a genius, and that leads yeah. him to be able to. I think they overdo it. Circuitry, yeah. And that kind they of thing. they make him too smart about everything when he should have just been able to be like, you know, I look at this laser system thing that they never explain what it is and know how to take out the thing that I need. Like they they could have just left it with situational smartness and not just if they made overly it. Generalized. I think if they made it specific to he can destroy anything because he can find the flaws in it, it yeah. would fit a lot with that mastermind idea yeah. because you could put these long term crazy plans into into play. Because he just happens to know exactly how to fracture anything, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And that, that's and that kind would of, fit better with this whole, better than just this generic, he's super smart and yeah. he can just if figure out if shit. If it's well with his own, uh, his own uh, drawbacks guess, as yeah. well of being mm-hmm. super. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. All right, let, let's, get, let's get into our final thoughts. I'll start us off. Um, good Lord, this movie's terrible. My favorite <laughs> thing about this movie was James McAvoy again. Just like in Split, he knocks it out of the park. Hmm. Um, my least favorite thing about the movie has to be the script. Um there are other parts that we've ranted and raved about, but specifically the dialogue is just so terrible. Uh, I mean, everything's exposition. Um, I think the only moments that weren't exposition, mostly character words. Yeah. David Dunn talking to his son in the beginning of the movie. That was basically it. Everything else is exposition. At at, at the kind of halfway mark of the, of this podcast, I said that I'd recommend it as like a bad movie night kind of movie, but having talked about the things that we're ranting over, it's made me hate the movie more since (laughs) I've recommended it. I think it could still work as a bad movie night movie, but I'm rating it less now because it pissed me off again, (laughs) talking about it. Uh, So I'm giving it uh, one out of five strobe lights. Because it's just it's just terrible. <laughs> Andreas, how about you? Uh, I 
I cannot stand this movie. I love Unbreakable. I wouldn't say it's Shyamalan's best movie, but it's my favorite of his. And Split was all right. I enjoyed it. Uh, I had some problems with it, but ultimately I thought it was an all right movie. But this just shits over everything. Uh, I am legitimately upset that this is the follow-up to Unbreakable that we finally got after almost 20 goddamn years. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say my... My favorite part, I, I have to st- uh, stick with McAvoy. There's not a whole lot else to really say is genuinely good. Like, there's things that I think would work if they had more time or uh, effort put into them, but the only thing that stands out as being good as it is in the movie is McAvoy. Um, worst thing, I'm going to have to go with David, uh, David Dunn. He's just the most boring superhero I've ever seen. He is a complete non entity in this entire movie. He does nothing, he has no emotions, nobody cares. I don't give a shit about this person at all, and he's supposed to be the hero. He, he, even even in the scene where like he is almost bought into the idea that like an an injury early in his childhood has kind of warped the way he sees things, and he's not actually a superhero, etc. Yeah, and he's which is all, he's, so dumb. They are so easily convinced that they are not seriously? superheroes when they clearly have had superpower abilities. He has traveled. He has followed a guy based on touching him to the house where he found out that this entire like family this entire family has been murdered in all this based on touching the guy and she can convince him that like oh no you just like read his mind based on like subtle cues and didn't realize you were doing it that's not a superpower oh fuck you lady what if what if the sequel the twist is that this lady actually has superpowers of her own convince people of anything terrible so shit. she can't terrible. convince me she's a good actor so no <laughs> well no but but <clears throat> i forgot what i was saying what was i saying before this i, I think at some point uh, I david dunn is a just awful character in this and well no, no, no yeah yeah because yeah. because even in the scene where he finally is like okay glasses i have to get out so i can stop uh the beast but there's metal doors in my way. I'm I'm not really believing that I can knock it down. But he puts a couple deaths in. He's like, oh, maybe I can. And then finally, he just rams the door down. Yeah. Even, like, even at that point, he just kind of walks out. He wa- walks out. And he's like, okay. Eh. And he and just walks up. Like he should he be like, even, yeah, all right. I actually have this. And I, then he should sprint off to save the beast, not casually meander. He away. doesn't ram the door either to put those dents in it. He kind of casually walks up to Bruce it and like walks and, and, and yeah. like bumps it with no his effort. shoulder. It looks like an old man that is worried he's going to hurt his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And th- no, the thing is, he walks off like Bruce Willis is just like, oh, it's five o'clock. I'm done. Pretty much. Yeah, you just gave up. And the, the thing is, like, nobody even seems to care about this son, this uh, person. Even his son gives up trying to get him out after one scene talking to the psychiatrist. So, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off and it's like, oh, I kind of miss my dad. And that's about all that we really get until the end of the movie. It's like, oh, my dad died. Oh, shit. Now I'm sad. <sighs> so, anyway. So, David Dunn is your least favorite. Yes. David Dunn is my least favorite. I'm going to have to give this. Do I have to give it a star? No, no, you can, you can give, give it a zero, zero if you want. Sweet, I, I think I'm just going to give it uh, half a shard of broken glass. All right, fair enough. Uh, my favorite part about this movie is the first 20 minutes, like that. The fight scene between uh, David Dunn and the Beast at the beginning is kind of cool. There's some stuff that's fun with it. Like if that was the climax of a better movie, I'd be okay with that. Like I would watch that and be be fine with it. Like but, if that was the climax of Split. Yeah. Well, no. Like it, the movie after Split. Like don't don't bring Mr. Glass into it at all. You just have mm-hmm, David Dunn sure. hunt down the okay. Beast. Like that's that's fine. I would be okay with that for the start of that fight. And it's it's whatever. Like it's not great, but there's some dumb stuff in it. 
but it it's really it'd be bugs fine. me how it's basically them holding on to each other, throwing themselves into a pillar over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that part's lame. The that but if that's just, like the the uh, start of the fight, fine. If sure. Bruce was yeah. actually makes an expression while the beast tries to crush him, that would work out <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, he was I just guess. like meh, whatever. Yeah. But that moment when he like they throw the table at each other, I like that. It was it was kind of cool. No, that was, um, that was that was well done. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite part about this movie is fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> the rest of the movie, like every everything about this movie is awful. There are so many friggin' things that are terrible about this movie, and I'm sort of like you, Josh. The more I've talked about it, the more angry I've gotten. <laughs> the angrier it's made you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm done. Uh, I give this movie zero out of zero. It doesn't even get a thing. It's just zero. <laughs> <laughs> Zero zeros out of zero. Zero water. Yeah, sure, whatever. It gets zero. It gets zero fucks. That's what it gets. <laughs> oh, Please don't bleep I'm that so one. Mad. Uh, you well, know what doesn't make me mad? <laughs> Our podcast. That's not true. You get mad all the time on this dang thing. It's been a long time since I got this mad on the podcast. It's true. But if you want to hear Rick get angry on our other episodes, you can find those episodes on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and OpinionatedPodcast on Facebook. Please reach out to us at our email address, OpinionatedMovieReviews at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys with suggestions for movies we should watch or your thoughts on our episodes. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes or whatever a podcasting app you use. Uh, between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of reaching out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time... We're opinionated. Thanks for listening.